0: you're listening to audio from the village church a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on god's mission gathering weekly in the heart of downtown hamilton ohio for more information about the village or to connect with us you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com
1: welcome to an episode of the formed and sent podcast a podcast by and for the village church that gathers in downtown hamilton ohio my name is Scott O'Donoghue, one of the pastors of the village, and with me today is. Welcome! My name is Matt Tucker, one of the pastors of the village.
0: Heyo! Michael Graham, same. <laughs>
1: uh, we are here to do a family meeting podcast today. Um, we usually do these a couple times a year, family meetings, that is. This time, a little bit different. Uh, the weeks and months have gotten away from us, and uh, we did do one of these podcasts, I think the last family meeting we had, just to kind of dump. Uh, Lots of information and things ahead of our actual in-person time together um, so that folks can digest and respond and react and formulate questions and all that kind of stuff in advance. And so we are doing basically that again uh, today. Wanted to record uh, just information and updates and thoughts from us so that you guys can digest those uh, at your own time and pace. Um, And if you guys have questions, response, thoughts about that, um, any and everybody, welcome to come. And chat with us about those things. So that's what today is. uh, Opportunity for us to share what's on our head, where the village has been. uh, Kind of what we see maybe in the next six months or so of village life. So we always kind of open up with uh, just some basic kind of by the number stuff in terms of just how we're doing numerically as a church. Uh, Numbers are not by and large. uh, I mean, maybe I'm not speaking for Matt. Numbers (laughs) are not by and large how we think about things. Matt is the finance guy. Uh, And so... But uh, numbers matter. Uh, They point to people and generosity and all sorts of stuff, and people matter, and uh, the intentions of our heart matter, and what we're doing matters. And so I want to share just a little bit about, hey, attendance and what Sundays look like, membership, uh, baptisms, all that stuff. Uh, So just to to paint a picture, uh, in 2021, so a couple years ago, our total attendance on a Sunday morning was 157 uh, last year, it was 194, and this year uh, to date it is 222. Our average total attendance uh, men, women, kids in this space at 210 South Second Street. Uh, That's what that's been, so increased growth uh, from year to year. Uh, Kid-wise, we've gone back in Kayville from having last year about 53 kids on average. Back there we have now 63 kids uh, on average. Last year we had uh, about 120 adults actually sitting in the gathering, so in the seats, uh, listening to the sermon, not back in Kayville or serving in some other capacity. Uh, This year, we have 141 average adults uh, in the gathering, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Baptisms. So last year, we had seven baptisms. This year, we've had 17 (laughs) baptisms, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Probably a reflection in some way of our Connect Months, which we started this year, kind of three times a year, just open invitation to uh, come and learn about baptism and be baptized uh, and all that kind of stuff, instead of just waiting until we heard of someone who might want to be baptized, um, which is kind of how we've gone about it in the past. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, Member-wise, last year, um, as of October of 2022, we had 134 active members of the village. Uh, at this point, we have about 145. So that is from, uh, we lost some, some families this past year uh, in our membership renewal stuff to uh, two kind of families in particular, Taylor Frank. Um, and uh, the Whiteheads, Vincent and Alyssa Whitehead, they both uh, moved on. Taylor uh, is getting married, um, and so they're actually attending the Oaks together. And then the Whiteheads, uh, Vincent took a an internship at Freedom House, which is here in Hamilton, and so they uh, moved their family there as well. We also lost some other families. Uh, the Perrys moved to Columbus. Um, Cassidy Hicks, uh, she is now attending uh, Crossroads. Uh, the Vernos moved uh, away for school and all that stuff. And so we've lost some families all Good stuff or whatever, but um, yeah, so down uh, eight-ish or somewhere around there. We may have missed a few, uh, or I'm not thinking about somebody, but we've gained uh, 19 new members uh, this year, which is pretty sweet. Um, So stuff to celebrate there. Um, Last couple things uh, in terms of community groups at the village. So uh, we we had eight groups last year, um, went from seven to eight last year. We still have eight this year. Um, but we'll be planting uh, a new group in January of 2024. Um, Corey and Lauren Moorfield will actually be planted from uh, the Hours group. And so they will become our ninth group uh, and really 10th if you include the bridge in that as well. So that is super exciting. Can't wait to hear more mm-hmm. about that. Uh, we'll share details as we have those for you guys. Uh, and then speaking of the bridge, uh, man, we got to, we did get to send off Corey and Sienna earlier this year, but... Um, just some celebration in terms of adding three new team members to that group. Uh, we added Hayes and Madison Gambrell um, and Kelly Watson. Uh, those awesome. three joined the bridge team, which is fantastic. Uh, and Mabel, our, my oldest, is um, now attending the bridge, and she loves it. and It's just yeah. been fun and a cool experience for her, and... Good things all around, I think, from everybody that's attending. Uh, they do have some stuff coming up. Um, I will share in the show notes just some dates for, hey, some lunches and Christmas party and that kind of stuff coming up uh, here over the next uh, month or two. So that's exciting. And then lastly, just K-Ville, uh Katie, um, Debink, our uh, deacon over – uh, cable Stuff wanted to uh, let you all know that uh, like there's a save a date for summer of 2024 for a not VBS from the not VBS team. <laughs> uh, there's a, a group of folks that are uh, planning and trying to figure out what it looks like for us to do something for our kids next year that might be VBS adjacent, but might not be a traditional vacation uh, Bible school. And so um, look forward to details from that, but we're excited about whatever it is that they will... They will be doing or not be doing uh, next year. <laughs> so uh, I think that is all the stuff that I've got. Uh, number-wise, any other thoughts or reflections on that before I turn it over to Matt for finances?
0: No, it was a solid setup. Question, Matt. Scott.
2: Man, yeah, to talk about um, some giving and some numbers. Overall, we are very thankful for how the year has gone so far. Um, thankful to God for his kindness to our church and thankful for those who give generously to the mission and to the village. Um if you haven't been around very much, our goal per month to raise is $32,000 per month. And we know that is in fluctuation, right? Every goal, or every month we're not going to raise exactly that, but over the course of the year, that's our goal to raise $32,000 per month. And right now, as of the end of October, we are averaging $33,600, so praise God for that. With that being said, um, there is a trend that maybe is less healthy. And so, gosh, we're, we're watching this. Everything is fine and nothing's on fire, but... The trend is this that we're noticing is that out of 85 member units, um, 27 of those or 32% of our member units haven't given in the last five months or to ever. And so that's not as healthy for us. Um, we know that, gosh, times are tough sometimes and, man, family expenses vary and all that is you know, always fluctuating. And so I say that fact just to let you know kind of what's on the radar for us. Um, We have had new givers recently and people giving more. And so that's why we're actually still above budget in a good way. And so, again, we are thankful for that. And God has been taking good care of us. Um, For some of that extra money, if you ask, so what are you doing with your extra money? Man, great question. Um, We have had a couple building projects at the 210. And uh, some of that extra money that we raised went to fund those things. We've also had some from savings that we've given, but we've had some stuff, which we'll get to later with bathrooms or huddle room, and we used some of those extra funds that came in. Um, through your generosity to fund those things. But in light of, man, this trend that we're seeing, which, gosh, we would love to see get healthier, where more of the members contribute something by God's grace to the work that's going on here. Our our goal is to raise awareness of this, first of all, which is kind of, this is step number one, telling it here. We will hit on some stuff in November, as that's the monthly emphasis. Also, our desire is to teach on generosity from a biblical perspective over the course of the next couple weeks and months, in some way, shape, or form. And also, we want to be fair to you. We want to show you more clearly what we're doing with the money, um, why we spend the way we do, or what we're putting this money towards and kind of paint out maybe financial goals for next year. As Scott said, we're we're wanting to add to like VBS stuff or or not VBS stuff, as we have said. And so whatever that looks like, there's more there. And just your family might recognize us as well, whatever it looks like. It costs more money this year to do the same things we did last year. Um, Stuff is more expensive, and that's the same for this village family as well, where even without a raise or without whatever, stuff goes up and costs more. And so, gosh, we are thankful for your mindfulness of this. However God leads you to contribute, we're grateful for. But overall, things are good. Mindful of a couple of those things. And uh, you guys have anything else you want to add or subtract from anything?
0: Uh, well, I mean, that things get have gotten more expensive, and then as we have, as Scott set up with the numbers, like by the numbers, then some of the things that are regular costs yeah. will cost more because... Stop drinking so much coffee. Yeah. More, more people, more coffee. <laughs> more larger family costs more money and all those things. Um, one of the things that I, I shared with Matt, I think, um, in, in Matt, that was a, a pretty level-headed deal. Matt bears the weight of finances more than anyone else. Around here, because every time someone swipes a card, he has to figure out where that money's coming from. Absolutely. And so, even like for me, for example, I could like, oh, we're not frivolous spenders around here by any means, but like, it's really easy to be like, oh, it could come from somewhere. We have money. It's and so if you spread that out, it's just really easy to like abdicate personal responsibility and what it looks like to contribute to the local church and we'll talk about that in November as that's um, the emphasis for the month and talking about generosity and we want to say some things in there. But one of the examples I shared, I think, and just Matt and I were having some conversation. It's like if you like when you turn the water on in your house, water comes out and it's impossible for the world to be like, all right guys, (laughs) let's tighten it up. And like when you're brushing your teeth, turn off the, because you're like, no, but when I turn the thing, Water comes out. Yeah. But if that was coming from a bucket in your backyard that had a limited resource in it, you would be like, No 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 I mean everyone would suddenly care. And that's true for trash yeah. as well. Hey, we need to recycle or you know, don't get me started on recycling. But oh, geez. um but like you're you you know that you put your trash in the big can in the back of your house and it disappears. But if you had to do something with that every time, yeah. it's like, no 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 no, let's let's use a different type whatever and so I think Like personal responsibility when it comes to finances in our families or in our church is a similar way. And I think as Matt shared some and hopefully as we share a little bit more, it just lets you know what that bucket of water in your backyard looks like, you know. And so whether that's giving to that, if you have water to give or if that's taking from that. It helps us be mindful. So, thanks for sharing those things. Yeah, no problem.
1: If you guys have any questions about money stuff, I mean, we're uh, literally the books are open. You guys are welcome to ask any questions you have about stuff. We'll share more details. I'm sure there'll be slides or you know whatever snapshots of uh, which are always everyone's Mm -hmm. favorite uh, Uh, of finance stuff or whatever. But yeah, you guys are welcome to ask questions if you are unsure, just don't know, or if you have concerns about the way that we're spending our money or whatever, man, talk to us about those things. And if you find yourself in a position of need, like, again, we know that like times are tough and there are, uh, there's definitely been increases and decreases in different ways that have put some people in a hard time. Let us know. I mean, that is, there's zero shame in saying, Hey, we're in a tough spot. Need some help. Please talk to us. We would love to, Help with you, help you pray with you. Uh, obviously, if there's some support that we can offer, we'd love to do that as well. But yeah, just let us know uh, about that. We want to be in those things with you as well. So absolutely. Yeah. On to the next thing. So Acts 29, some uh, updates information there, Graham.
0: You yeah. So Acts yeah. 29 is a network of churches that we're a part of. We have been since 2010, uh, since the very beginning. You know, I think I was assessed like within. Two weeks of us actually starting with, you know, yeah. weekly gatherings or whatever, and so, um, and uh, depending, it's interesting. I get to talk to people that are planting churches in the United States and and people around the world, and it's so interesting to talk to them and hear just their experience and the things that matter to us in the states, and like you know, cultural stuff and like you know, well, what what's the network saying on whatever versus someone in a different context where it's like i just need support and another pastor who thinks in some way like i do that can help me figure crap out or, or work together or whatever and so it's just so different and i think that's helpful when we think about a, a global network like man what that looks like for you for any particular church will be different based on where you're at and for us uh, we talked about this i think in the last year but it looks different being a church uh, that's 14 years old and it did a church that's 14 days old or weeks old or months old. And so the beauty of that is we have gotten to be a part of contributing in ways that for a long time maybe we were, you know, receiving. Nationally, x 29, uh, probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago, was like a brand that helped churches grow. And that's Driscollian, you know, like era stuff. And uh, there was an upside to Driscoll's leadership in the network. Um, you may guess it. There was a downside. <laughs> and so, uh, and if you don't know anything that I'm talking about, uh, hit me up or, you know, hit me up before you look on the internet. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, hit, hit Michael up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit me up. We'll talk about it. Um, there is a lot to say about this that I can't say all here. But anyway, so, so I think when you look over, you know, the last few years, um, there just have been fractures within uh, evangelicalism, um, that that were maybe exposed or you know, people around 2020 started like running for the hills, whether it's cultural stuff or um, like what it means to be like-minded. And people began to shoot mm-hmm. people, you know, like proverbially and and find different allies. and who are you in the trenches with? And I, I describe this this way in that time, whether it was like political or social or, you know like, ideas of justice or, or whatever that looks like, there began to be perforations within large groups. Um, Acts 29 is not an exception to that. And so those perforations over the last couple years, I think have begun to tear in some ways. And I am, I'm totally okay with that. Um, people will begin, will, will be encamped in, in smaller clusters and of like-mindedness. And so Acts 29 has consistently been a pretty wide umbrella. Um, and so for us, we, we are in that umbrella, and the network is listening. So over the last six months, they asked a lot of churches, a lot of things, and basically uh, a couple things that they kind of landed on is one, there's probably been about three iterations of Acts 29. The first one was scrappy. It had no money, but it had big vision and like take the hill type mentality. You know, a few years, uh, probably, I I don't know, 2015, maybe, you have uh, a a guy by the name of Steve Timmis who was running things and he shifted the network to be a global network. And he did that in ways that were like remarkable. But then it became bloated and it became like there are lots of uh, things within the network that, that, stole resources and some of those good things and some initiatives and lots of stuff. And so they're like, what does it look like to be like X 29 3.0? And it's trimming some fat and identifying that, that we're a network that plants churches, but also we care about theological clarity and relationships are part of those things as well as huge contributors. And so, um, so I think in the next six months we will continue to learn. I will continue to learn. There's a big thing in April, um, A conference where they're like unrolling some theological clarity that's much needed around cultural stuff. And some of that is complementarian stuff. And where are the fences on some of those things that people are are wanting to know? And so a lot of stuff in there. um, The way that shows up locally is uh, organizations shift and sometimes they get bigger, smaller, whatever. Um, For us, there is an area. And that Ohio was a couple different areas, but now it's just one Deal and I, you know, have the space right now to to lead and influence that. And so I'm trying to figure out what it looks like to be a part of Acts 29. How can we in Ohio, because that's the area of influence that that we have the the most, you know, influence in? Um, how can we grow and and connect relationally, um, strengthen trust with one another, and then ultimately begin to collaborate on planting churches together and strengthening churches churches together. So. I don't know. I can talk more about all that stuff. Anything you guys want to add or subtract or want me to speak to? Uh,
1: I mean, your role. Yeah. Newest role now. In-
0: yeah. X-Men. So area leader within the network um, in that area is Ohio. So, yeah.
1: Is, what, what will that mean for you, like, day-to-day or week-to-week? In terms <laughs> yeah. Of it means
0: about- I'm quitting the village. <laughs> just got- no, That's not true. Um <clears throat> Yeah, it, it means that I get to influence and, and help figure out what it looks like. I think there are eight, uh, nine-ish churches, extra nine churches in Ohio. And that's pretty wide, and so that'd be, that, that is a bit of an obstacle. Like we can say, well, the Cincinnati area, we could get together for, you know, pastor's coffees quarterly or whatever pretty easily. But when you look at some of us are three or four hours away, that, be, that is a little difficult. So for me, it's uh, one, I you know, had phone calls with all those guys. Um, most of those guys came here at the yeah. 210 to, in our, and experienced our new huddle room, yeah. um, which was exciting. Um, the internet was out that day. That was <laughs> awesome. Um, that was fun. So, yeah, John Ryan, who is a uh, kind of sub-regional director, came in from St. Louis, and we had all the guys here. And basically just saying, what does it mean to be part of Acts 29? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what does it look like for us to do that together? So, for me, it's how can we leverage, you know, church planting and church health? In Ohio, um, and ultimately those areas. I mean, as as there's a, a greater saturation of churches, then there will be a Columbus area and Cincinnati or whatever. But um, I mean, there's more in all that. But essentially, that's what I'm trying to do right now. Sounds good. Yeah. Any anything
1: that in terms of inviting <clears throat> the church into knowing or how can we support what's going on there or stuff to be mindful of? I don't know.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, one of the helpful things is like. Um, I was on a call, like a, a national, everyone who's leading in some capacity in the U.S. Uh, on a call a couple weeks ago. And, and they basically were saying, man, this is what we would want every church to be a part of. Which for me, um, Kim's on the call too because she's uh, leads in wide support within the network. Um, she asked me afterwards, like, how did you think about that meeting? And for me, it was like, dude, it was organizational clarity, which is what I've been wanting for a long time. And so I think they're mindful of communication. So, so for me it's having a clarity about what that means for me what it means for us as a church um, that you know conferences to go to and to get some of us to, to go to there are um, you know I'm a part of a cohort and I get to leave twice a year and hang out with some dudes um, for a few days um, uh, we want to have a global partner we want to have a local partner so we don't have a local church partnership we give money to, to local churches but And what does it look like for us to adopt a local church to partner with? And so all that is everyone that gives is a part of that contribution. But also, like Matt Matt and Scott and the staff and leaders around here, when I'm not here, um, they are here uh, in some ways. And so that's been really – they're really kind and gracious to give me space to do the things that I need to do. And so, um, yeah, I I don't know what it looks like immediately for every – You know, member that's a part of this church, other than to say one of the things that I want to do locally is we we had a ministry mixer, you know, a year and a half ago. We had our leaders get together with other leaders. Um, We had a thing not long ago where our elders got together with the elders of another uh, local church. And so I want to do more of those things so that X29 isn't just some faraway thing, but it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, a tangible expression with real faces and real people, you know.
1: I mean, Global Go stuff is like that's. If you're participating in that, you've <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you're supporting Acts twenty nine. You know? That is
0: that's the truth. Yeah. I think that's
1: like you know at the end of the day, uh, we want to we want to be kingdom minded. And so if it wasn't if twenty nine wasn't a thing, what would it look like for us as a church that's committed to God's mission, primarily being driven through local churches, wanting to plant more local churches, support local churches? Like we would we would want to have yeah. those kinds of relationships yeah. anyway and do those things. And so Acts twenty nine is. The, the trellis that we are currently using, the support system that we're currently using to, yeah, to, I think, facilitate some of those relationships and push and advance the gospel further. And so it's really good. I think it's a great thing to be a part of. And so, yeah, if you have questions, uh, ask Michael about yeah, all that sure. stuff.
0: That is a great—I mean, it is the alignment of the assessment. And Kim and I have gotten to assess. We love to assess. We want to continue to, to be a part of those assessments, um, you know, in 2024. But it is that alignment piece— that lets us know when I, you know, talk to someone in another country that we're talking about the same gospel. Yeah. And so that's, that's yeah. a huge benefit yeah. of the network. Yeah.
1: Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, eldership updates. Um, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. For okay. a
0: um, so one of my favorite things about the village church is, is, um, the relationship that we have among our elders and, and our wives. And there's been a ton of alignment, unity, um, in all of those assessments and conversations that that we get to have with other churches around the world, uh, I, there's just not a team I would rather be on um, and and be alongside, and that is the honest to goodness truth. I hope that you see that uh, when we interact face to face, and like we're we're not pretending we enjoy one another, we like Ooh. one another. Um, <laughs> He's <yeah>. lying, <laughs> Scott. I told you. I won't, I won't tell you again. Um, and so uh, so we we treasure that, and we don't want to bust that up. Um, and to this point, uh, Kreklau has been on a, uh, a bit of a long journey. He's been around the village for, gosh, ten years. <laughs> we know that he's trustworthy. We know that he's you know, a as good long dude. as his elder. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a part of an elder assessment for eight years. No, um, but like uh, in some of that, I was on sabbatical this summer, so we weren't able to get together. And then the fall is crazy, and so we haven't been able to get together. All of us getting 10 people, pastors and wives, together in a room is, is difficult. So I'll just say so far so good. Um, I would just c- continue to encourage you, man, if you have stuff that you want to process with him or Stacy, uh, they're open books and they would love to chat with you uh, about whatever. But my hope is that we can get together in the next you know few weeks, kind of have an end, uh, a finish line process in, in sight and then. You know, if not by the end of the year, gosh, I, I hope by the end of the year. But early next year, we'd love to commission him as an elder, and, and again, we'll put that before you all again for a couple of weeks um, to give you space to, you know, interact with him around things that you're uncomfortable with or whatever. Because we want, we know that we we have trust established, I think, and and we want that to continue. And so, um, so far, so good. He is a gift. Uh, I love that dude. He's kind and gracious, and um, really, he's been. Functioning some ways, coming to elder meetings, and uh, um, he's just not in all of our elder communications and channels, um, but otherwise, like, he's been around, and he's been a gift. So. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you two would like to begin the eight-year process of <laughs> <laughs> eldership, uh, we do have gospel eldership coming up uh, beginning of next year in 2024, January. How many weeks is that? Uh,
0: Ten, nine. Nine. Nine consecutive Saturdays. Yes. Nine consecutive Saturdays. For eight years. a.m. For 8.30 (laughs)
1: p.m. For the rest of your life. But, man, if you're uh, curious about eldership or simply would love to, like, just be challenged and encouraged and grow into what it looks like for for someone to have the heart of the gospel and what it looks like to to be an elder uh, in some way, you don't have to be an elder at the end of that or, or know that you want to be one. But if you're just curious in any way, um, I want to encourage you there's a, an interest huddle for gospel eldership on November 19th after the gathering and so I um, just want to invite anybody who would like to be a part of that and you're welcome to come and join us we'd love to have you So,
0: yeah. and if you're a, a guy who's gone through that before it, it is a 2.0 but similar content or whatever but also if there's somebody that you know you're in community group mm-hmm. with or in community with that's part of the village that you think man yep. I would love for this dude to walk through that then um, one you're more than welcome to hop in there uh, although you know seats may be limited at some point, but then uh, encourage them to to be a part of that. So
1: yeah, absolutely. It's great. So Sunday morning gatherings, we've been talking about uh, yeah, just well, I guess what what have we been talking about as it relates to Sunday morning gatherings as elders?
0: Yeah, so at the beginning of the year, maybe I think in the beginning of the year we did some reflection and we always kind of say, yeah, what are three to five big things that we'd like to press forward as elders? Because time, like, I know you think that we only work on Sundays and that's the joke and all that stuff. We, like, go hard around here and, and we, we're working early and we're working late. And um, and there's just never enough time. And it's stuff that we love to do and we spend time with people. Our days get hijacked every day. <laughs> um, and that's, okay, and sometimes it's me just barging in their offices and saying, hey, look, we need to scribble on a whiteboard for 45 minutes. Um and then every time we say all right we're not going to have a staff meeting uh, and then we talk for an hour and 15 minutes just standing up in the commons and we say man I'm really glad that we didn't have this meeting today. <laughs> so just to like I mean and so what we try to do at the beginning of the year is say what are man three to five things that we need to press forward and who's kind of at the helm and and what does that look like to move forward. Again, me being on sabbatical pause some of that. One of the things was we love our gatherings. We know that everything that we do has a purpose, um, but it was just kind of like, man, what if we, we we probably need to reevaluate and assess and define some things around why we do what we do, and um, and how we can serve uh, those that are part of the stuff that happens on the stage. Um, so that's kind of what what we started to do, and then in the last couple months, we've just really been getting together as elders and saying, all right, uh, and Matt, maybe you can just talk through, um, you know what we have been doing, looking at the pieces and all those things and yeah, yeah hit hit on where we're at.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So in light of that discussion, um, we kind of put together a one page as to what a gathering looked like, all the pieces of it and kind of why we did what we did and how they fit into biblical categories, you know, prayer and repentance and, you know, worship or, or whatever those things are. I think that was helpful for us to see that we don't need big changes, but we also really want to identify why we're doing what we're doing and and then being able to teach to the church and to band leaders and to the band um, about, man, when we think about a gathering, this is how we would like to think about it. These are how the big pieces play out. And I think that will help all of us align from elders to band leaders to the band and to the church. And one of the big things is, you might not know this, but four different people um, put sets together throughout the course of the month. Um, And that can look a lot different, right? One person's thoughts of how a set should go can change drastically from how another person's thought of a set should go in terms of prayer and repentance and what we highlight and what we um, kind of make less of a priority. And so from this conversation, we are looking at the set talking about how these pieces fit together. And our goal is not to change a ton of stuff, but to be able to, at the end of the day, say, we know from a biblical perspective, this is why we're doing what we do, we're do. we doing. We think this will serve the church best. And we want you to know that every part of the gathering is intentional. It has been looked at. It's not flippant. It hasn't just been thrown in or casually inserted. But if there is a, a welcome or if there is a benediction or announcements or a message, it's planned, it's purposeful, and we know kind of how it connects to the bigger picture of the Bible.
1: It's great yeah I mean I, it's been uh, I mean I think first of all we're not like dissatisfied with yeah. no, <laughs> not at gatherings all. like yeah. we love Sunday mornings and I but it's been a while probably maybe until sabbaticals that you know, the three of us got to take uh, at some point over the last yeah. year year and a half like it's been a while since we've been new people showing up to a different <laughs> church you know yeah. and so like that was my experience kind of visiting different churches last year um, when we were away was like Shown up somewhere and all the church—I mean, love gathering with different churches—and also like not having any idea sometimes what yeah. the heck was going on, <laughs> or like getting to experience different flows and liturgies and stuff like that, and what like w- what what I found to be good and helpful, and what also felt missing or was confusing a little bit, and so like gaining some perspective even from gathering with other churches who surely, like I'm used to the way that we do things here, also as a visitor, like it did give me uh, some renewed lenses of what it's like to show up here for the first time or maybe for the 10th time and still not know maybe why we do what we do or whatever. So I think that was like helpful um, perspective for all of us then to be able to come here and have some of this conversation around, yeah, Sunday mornings and what are we about and are we being as clear as we can be and setting up... You know uh, our teams and leaders and folks setting up the sets and all that stuff for you know for health yep. and clarity and to I don't know like honestly lead all of us in worship, yep. you know. So, absolutely, it's good stuff. Uh, so, at the end of the day, like anything, well, I guess, what should folks expect from this at some point or timeline or anything like that at all?
2: Like, thoughts on any of those things? <laughs> in the next five years you, I'm joking um, sooner than later hopefully by the end of the year I think is our yeah, goal yeah. is to be able to have a document or something that we might be able to put out um, kind of just articulating some of those big categories you know, yes
0: yeah. no yeah, I think that's fair I, one I think it's like good for us to look I mean read a couple books you know on just the historic you know how the, how the church has gathered and what has been a priority what the scriptures say and all those things and then knowing who we are in our context and And I think uh, that is the beauty that so many churches do something like this because what they're doing isn't good or isn't faithful. And it's just not true. And and to Scott's point, we did get to visit some other churches and we loved them, but like our heart just grew fonder for the people that we get together with (laughs) every week. And that that is the truth. And so I I don't, I think in some way, uh, if you weren't in tune to subtleties, it would be possible for things to change on our end well we finally figured it out and you would not know things changed at all but on the other hand like man how can we once we land on um what that looks like or what we're aiming for whatever i think it will refine yeah again serve those that are putting that stuff together but on the front end we do want to want to coach and equip for what it looks like to to worship in all of life and I think a worship gathering is an opportunity to do that and so when we look at the components of a worship gathering we want to show you as best as we can and in subtle ways without having someone walking across the stage holding up you know like uh, cards or anything whatever we, w- we want to show you what we're trying to do um, with each element and I think that might help focus us in yeah. all the ways that we get to because it here here's the thing it's not, like a Sunday gathering is is not a spectator event, and yes. it's so easy. I know that just you getting, just walking down the <laughs> stairs or through the elevator is like, man, if I, I just get to sit here for 90 minutes with a babysitter, like, what a relief. Uh, maybe take a nap. Like, I get it. Like, whatever. But, but we don't want that to be the case. We want it to be refreshing and life-giving, but we do want it to be particip- participatory in, in what we're trying to do and I think if we can shine light on that subtly um, invite you into how every component is, is part of something bigger then it will help that even in, in all of life for you
1: yeah. So. yeah 100% it's really good hospitality so we've mentioned it a couple times I think in the course of this and even honestly like talking about gatherings like that's it's a way that we want to grow in hospitality is being clear and all those things and what we're doing so um, it's going to be a theme in kind of yeah. early 2024 at least what yeah so yeah uh, <laughs> why and what are we talking about it's
0: funny matt and i were just you know wasting time talking one day about who knows what and um i think he was like yeah yeah maybe there's like some element of uh you know some theme or whatever and so i had been thinking about some other stuff not thinking about in those terms and i think by the end of the day we had kicked some stuff around and like what if we like just kind of you know like made hospitality visible you know in, in 2024 at least early on and uh, I, somewhere, I, I think I I'd, I'd said like hospitality is like a visible expression of welcomeness. And I think that's true. Um, so the reality is God has invited us in spectacularly. Um, and we get to do the same. Like we just get to do the same. Um, there is no reason why people shouldn't feel welcomed like, in a way that's out of this world when they gather with God's people. And, and I think for years we meet in a basement. We're totally not a church that's like, you know, like uh user experience oriented, you know, those things like make us feel like we need to take a shower and stuff, you know, but it's, but the reality is like people walk in and they have an experience. And if it's a bad experience, that's not good. Like we don't want that to be the case. And so, just thinking about uh, yeah, thinking about a guest experience and the systems that we have. Um, man, hear more about this at some point, but like communication channels. How can we make sure mm-hmm. that you're getting um, the information that you need and how can you make sure that you're getting the information that you need? So kind of looking at lots of back-end stuff, um, but also like the facility and the huddle room has been a gift for us. Uh, Connect months have been a huge part of that. So we're kind of Already been ramping up uh, the women's restroom. I never use it, but I'm guessing that it's been a, a you know a more pleasant experience than whatever it was before it, it got a facelift. And so we have already done some things, but I think it's just for us to look and say, man, how can we just increase the visible expression of welcomeness in a way that Christ has done for us? And so when we look at uh, facility, mm-hmm. you know, we've been kicking around the idea. We shared with you all for a little little uh, or a little while back, like. For example, we don't want to go to two gatherings. Um, We don't have another option to meet at another space. And chairs are limited. So what and and we want to grow too. So what do we do? Well, like we're going to maybe, hopefully, by God's grace in the beginning of the year, knock out the current kitchen, uh, give us, you know, room for maybe 40 more seats or whatever. uh, Move the coffee bar over to the corner where that little stage is. Uh, get running water there which would be incredible and and all what that does is one it makes your uh your neighbor coming and gathering with us feel more welcomed Uh, i i was just reading through the uh uh, all of the the responses to membership renewal and one of them was hey like you know we were in one of the areas uh, on a recent gathering that had uh, seats that were brought out because we were full and they're not very comfortable because they don't have any cushions on them like is there any way that, and so like yeah yeah we don't want we don't want because you came late because you're afraid to talk to people because you haven't been in church in 10 years we don't want to sit you in a place where you can't hear and you sit in an uncomfortable seat right so so and, and we don't want to go to two gatherings and we fight against that and and so what can we do let's spend a little bit of money and and give our team that serves coffee and hospitality uh, running water and let them do their job even better for those uh, groups that come in that aren't a part of the village um, Scott Big Brother I mean just talk yep. about that for a second I mean how something like that would be helpful
1: yeah I mean we so we had some of you may not know we hosted uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, Butler County uh, they had have like an annual celebration they give awards and recognize you know big brothers, big sisters, little brothers, little sisters, all that stuff, and they just have a night where there's food and there's games and pictures and face painting and all kinds of stuff, and they reached out to us to see if we'd be able and interested in hosting, and so we did that, and it was really sweet <laughs> to be able to like open up the huddle room and open up the sliding door that went into Big k and a carpeted room and all that stuff, and, and to see folks come in uh, from the community, um, adults, kids from all corners of the city and the county or whatever to come in and use the space and enjoy the space sitting at sitting at the tables and playing games and having fun and facebook like it was just it was really cool in a way to uh, serve and bless people that are involved in really important work in our community like we want to be able to host those sorts of things and so honestly like seeing the huddle room and then envisioning what like that kind of revamped coffee bar and sitting area out there and then some more space where the kitchen currently is envisioning what an event like that would look like with all of those things it just it becomes even more like man it would just be a great space to be able to host stuff like that young lives that meets every month like just all sorts of things women's gift exchange like all the things that happen in a given month or year here just really exciting to think about being able to have that space facilitate better
2: um the kinds of things that that we want to be able to host so And this is not all fleshed out yet, but as this is a theme for next year, there may be a sermon series-ish on hospitality and and what this does is it allows us to kind of encompass a couple other big ideas under that where you think of invitation, right? Invitation to the church, invitation to your houses individually, invitation to God's family, which is evangelism. And so we can talk about invitation, we can talk about evangelism. If you think about having someone over, you think about generosity or care or whatever, relationships. And so a lot of space underneath this big um, bucket topic to be able to talk about a lot of things. And we're excited for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this Sunday, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, whatever, some Sunday, um, uh, we're meeting with all the, the serve team leaders. And one of the things is to challenge them to, with their team, think creatively How can we and whatever we do whatever team we lead be more hospitable what is one thing that we could do and so you look at 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 areas of ministry or or team uh, oversight like if if half of those teams said man this is something that we're going to do or if all those teams then you would I I think it will be a felt presence Um, and all that stuff increases culture and again on the uh, membership renewal stuff some of the things i mean most of it's super encouraging really good but there you know there are some like gosh you know uh, been gathering with the village for over a year and like have never been asked out to lunch like and i think what i would say is like that isn't okay and so how can we create a culture where that's not happening mm-hmm. and and you can't formalize. You can't say, hey, guest, go over there and sign up. And we have a pool of people that draws the short straw and takes you to lunch. But it's, no, we want you to, to have open eyes and open ears and, and you know, open calendar and open home and, and yeah, an open mouth to go over in a gathering and talk to somebody and and, uh, and just say, hey, like, I don't know your story. What's up? Do you want to go have lunch or whatever? That might be wild. Um, and I know there are obstacles to that. And one of those on my end is I feel like I should know people. And I'm like, I don't know. Have I met these people? And we just have to get over that and just say, Hey, can you remind me? Have you been around for a while? Yeah. And they might say, Oh gosh, thanks. You know? And so I don't know a a ton in there that I'm really excited about. Yeah.
1: And just to be clear, like that hospitality, it is an outward focus, kind of a deal like hospitality in the scriptures is a, usually for the stranger, like mm-hmm. the soldier or the person that's coming in from the outside, that is, they're not familiar with what's going on. They're an outsider. And so like there is an outward focus there. And so part of that is, like we've been talking about, is to help equip us internally to be outwardly focused and hospitable. And so I think that's what you'll see. And I think us being mindful of those things will help, are the things that help drive us then internally to gosh like how can we do these things better i think that's that's the hope and so as we talk about increasing local go stuff which is an emphasis mm-hmm. you know questions that we asked about in the you know in the membership renewal things and stuff that we're hoping to be able to give more to next year with budget and put some more effort into like we want to be able to go yep. locally and then have an even healthier more hospitable church to then invite people into and so that's the hope it's so all that stuff fits together whatever but yeah. I'm excited about all that stuff. Uh, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about like specifically, is there any details around building stuff? I know Michael mentioned kitchen, you know, all that. Is there any, anything yeah. in particular? Around yeah. Building things.
2: Man, we want you to know first, so Yeah, So we've talked about updating the women's bathroom and that was much needed. Um, probably should have been done 10 years ago. Um, but it wasn't, I mean, if you hadn't seen it before the last couple of months, it had a massive hole in the ceiling it probably leaked at least one out of every four sunday gatherings not well lit not great and so what do you want women you... <laughs> doing it? i don't understand <laughs> we want you to know our desire as as we know we rent this space is to not just think bigger and better but our goal as we outfit this space is to serve the folks who come here well to be hospitable to be able to obviously show care and we don't get you know diseases when we walk into some place or we don't bump into walls because we can't see things. And and so that's, that's the goal in doing the women's bathroom and providing room for the huddle room is just to make it a space where, gosh, we can serve the people well. We can have membership meetings where there's actually a wall there, not just a curtain to block out kids running through there and stuff like that. These are just natural things that we get to do to serve those who come here. And so, yeah, we have some stuff in the works as well that Michael might have alluded to where we hope to in this next year. um, Kind of knock out the old kitchen walls and make more space for the gathering um, so people can sit and feel comfortable and also be closer to what is happening And then also with that um, we want to build out the new kitchen area hospitality bar area where it just welcomes people we want people to feel cared for here and welcome and we are not this stuffy high end church but we're just really low key and we want to have you be able to come up and get a coffee and see a smiling face and know that someone sees you when you walk in and so these are some of the bigger projects um, that we are looking that we have done and that we are looking forward to and i think they will hopefully serve our church well both who are here now and also who we hope comes in the future.
1: That's great. I think the correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. I think the order of things will be presumably in January, if all things go to plan. Plumbing kind of mm-hmm. begins for the the new kitchen area, in the corner yeah. where the corner stage is. Like yeah, sometime in January, that space will be kind of built out first because there's not really anything. It's kind of a blank slate at this point, yeah. minus the stage. And so we can kind of build that out without intruding very much uh, yeah. into anything else or taking up any other space. And then kind of so finish that side. And then once that kitchen area is done, then we'll take away the kitchen area uh, yeah. that currently exists, that kitchenette. We'll do that at some point after yeah. that as well so that we're not kitchenless or whatever for any period of time. But I think that's – is that right? That's that the, is it
2: because we yeah. need a kitchen and so we can't take out the old one until we actually build the new yeah. one. And then also then – you were probably wondering what are we doing with the old hospitality bar, which is over there, and we would love to make that a seating area where we can connect in prayer, where we can people can come in and work if they want to or whatever happens. So that is kind of a third step down the road as God provides and as we see fit. Yeah, yeah probably
0: like a more like a living room area ish to kind of sit casual seating and yeah. whatever.
1: So yeah. it's good. Absolutely. Uh, I know, um, like the huddle room. And the women's bathroom. A lot of the things that we've done around here have been largely Mm volunteer-driven, working on stuff, work nights, maintenance team, uh, Matt and Kia painting, (laughs) or whatever, like all that stuff. I think one of the things that we – feedback that we've gotten from those projects has been, hey – um, we would. some of us would rather like just give financially to being able to cover the cost of having some paid labor come in and take care of that stuff. And so in terms of what that looks like, we're not gonna turn away anybody who wants to help us you know, demo or put things in or paint or whatever. We'll have some of that stuff for sure. And so if you would like to help mm-hmm. with any of that, we will let you know as we kind of have a, a schedule of work uh, that, that will be done. Um, we'll let you in and invite you in on those things. Also, uh, we will likely be saying, hey, if you would like to help us do that, Man, you're welcome to financially give to support that particular project in particular. I don't know what the there'll be like a campaign name or whatever. If it's like you know, like the kitchen campaign, we need to pay for a kitchen and a what? Like who knows what it'll be called, if anything. But kitchen
0: net. But that's a thing. Yeah,
1: there you go. Um, 2.0. I have no idea. But like, you're you're welcome to contribute in that way as well. So we'll share details at some point. But. Um, yeah, that's just uh, from kind yeah, of really previous good. projects. Yeah. Wanted to hit on that as well. Anything else from the building stuff, uh, facilities, things?
2: Not that I know of. Our goal with with this as well is to use every part of this space well. Yeah. You know, we're trying to constantly identify how can we make this space better, more usable, more friendly, more inviting. And, where the new kitchen will go is a place that is largely almost a quote dead space mm-hmm. um, in a sense, and so we're trying to maximize all these areas of the space so that we don't have to go out and pay probably more money than we actually can afford for another space because yeah. we've looked at places and largely they're just not either big enough, there's not enough parking, they're too expensive, and so because of that we are being here trying to make the most with what we got feel or yeah. what God has given us to do.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I I have to steal like two minutes here. Like, facility is really important. There have been times when we like, I remember like probably before Matt came on, Scott and I like, we loathed this place. We're like, <laughs> we've got to get out of here. Like, we're dying. But then you think about it, it's because it had like fluorescent, flickering lights, and it, it felt like a interrogation room. Just when we were just working and whatever. And so, like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I like to get out of my office. Two days a week, I'm not in here much. To see the sun, but like we we get that. But this space has been a gift. Um, it is getting to the place to where like we enjoy it, yeah. um, and and it serves our purposes. Uh, there are no no other options. It, trust me, whenever uh, you see a, a Facebook post or whatever of some building that's vacant, we've probably already caught about it. Yeah. Um, and so, or shoot it our way for real. But but we're always looking. But. Um, I, I just want you to know philosophically. Matt and I talked for three hours this week about like budget, finance, reflected on how mm-hmm. other churches think about stuff, looked at other church budget budgets, and uh, one of the the biggest differences in the way that we manage money. This is probably for another day mm-hmm. as well, but is our staff budget is is really high per whatever percentage wise. But our for, our facility is really low, mm-hmm. like 10% lower than the next guy. And so that really is what enables us to have a, a higher percentage going towards staff. Mm. We have three full-time staff, three full-time pastoral staff, which means that we have to pay insurance and we have to cover that stuff. And so all that stuff is that you hear on the news and you hear when you're talking about small business stuff, guess what? That's us. That's small business stuff. And so... Those are expenses, but philosophically we do that so that we might be able to continue to be pastors and not just leaders of an organization, Mm -hmm. so that we might be able to meet with people not only inside the church and and offer pastoral care in ways that are accessible. You might be hearing this and saying, yeah, but I reached out once and and didn't hear, like reach out again and it won't be long. We would love Mm -hmm. to connect with you. And so we, we prioritize people. And even when you look at Katie, and Kia, who, you know, minimally in terms of their, their hours that they work uh, or, the, or the hours that they get paid for, but we hire mobilizers. So even today, Katie had somebody in here like that she's working with alongside doing other work. And so it's like we're, we're not doing tasks. We're inviting other people to do the work, which is what we get to do by the Scripture, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So uh, our facility, all that it is and all that it's not, enables us to be the type of church that we are yeah yeah right and that might yeah. change in the future whatever opportunities are out there but that is not insignificant and we hope that you feel that in the way that we're able to care as best as we can for this church
1: yeah so yeah. and if you've been around for only a year and you've just heard us talk about bathrooms and huddle rooms or whatever like we've been here for a long time and it's been the way you know what i mean so it's yeah. we, it's not like every year we're throwing like tens of thousands of dollars at the space we've made do with uh pallet skid wood and you know whatever like drywall that michael and i poorly hung uh you know when we first got here so it's like we've been dealing we've been just getting by with what we've had and so to be in a position where gosh let's to, to matt's point like let's maximize what we've got to the the thrust of hospitality, let's make it good. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way that serves not just the people who are already here, but also the people that might show up at somebody like that's, that's what we want to do. And so this is not a forever thing. This is, Hey, let's like, let's bust this out and make it better. And then we will hopefully not have building yeah. projects again for yeah, a little limit. time, awesome. you know, yeah. so, Absolutely. uh, membership renewal stuff. We mentioned it, uh, once or twice. Now, Michael, do you want to yeah. play it real quick? Yeah. I will
0: just say 40 people filled that out. Um, more need to do that. Um, But that's not insignificant. Um, And so that is, I I think, uh, that's if if there's a a married husband and wife, whatever, then only one of them have to fill it out. So 40 people filled that out. Um, Roughly 60%, a little over that, said, hey, I feel like I'm committed to this church, the others, "Eh, I'm connected, or my season of life is a little difficult, or maybe I I feel only acquainted, but that's a very small percentage, so that's pretty good. we we asked a couple of questions and it was hilarious. I think Kia was talking about like, um, man, like uh, you have to. I wasn't pre- I wasn't mentally prepared <laughs> to answer these questions. Like I was like going through and she was talking to some other ladies or whatever going through and it was like yeah okay committed to community yeah yeah and then all of a sudden it was like what's wrong with the world <laughs> um, and so. Uh, I spent the last hour reading over every one of your answers and, and all those things. And um, some of them made me laugh and some of them made me sad and, and whatever. But there's a, a huge consistency around the celebration of sin uh, that people in the world, are, that that shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Yeah. And certainly gender stuff, like what is going on? And so that gives us space, I, I think, as we look ahead to 2024 and say, all right, we have information from you. That's concerning like how can we meet those needs and how can we speak to those issues uh, we don't have answers for that we don't have it figured out but would love to um, create space to to work through some of those fears and concerns um, concerns in terms of like what might what are concerns that you see within the the global church um, oddly enough uh, to um, kick drums in that liberalism and in nationalism. and so those are two things that are kind. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Wait, don't shoot at each other. right? do not do that. <laughs> I, I'm kidding it's a joke uh, sort of and and so yeah so like that's concerns for us as well and and so like I you know but but by and large it was super encouraging to just hear your words and um, I just want you to know if you filled that out legitimately, like you've been heard and you know we'll probably have to div- divvy up in some way but but we want to follow up with you um if there were things that were like oh man gosh i don't like that or i hate that you feel that way uh, we, we want to do our best not to just say well we did the podcast we did the thing and your name's on there um, but we what we do want to engage and so if we don't do that and you want to chat uh, reach out to us you know we-, we would love to follow up with some of those things so
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. 100% feel free to reach out. I mean, yeah, we, we will follow up, but for sure, if there are things that come up, even after you've already pushed the submit button on the thing, it's not like, oh, that was my... I gotta wait till next year. Now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in whatever. No, like, that's not the idea. This is a formalized way of communicating with members because we want to make space for that and we don't want to assume anything and all that stuff, but, like, that... That open, honest dialogue gets to happen like all year. And so you have to wait for this thing to say stuff. You're welcome to come and talk to us directly with questions and concerns. And we want to be uh, helpful and transparent with you guys. So yeah, hit us up if you have anything else that comes up.
0: I was—I would just say um, there were several encouragements. Um, in particular, uh, the morning welcome team always greets us so warmly and usually by name when we come through the doors. Uh, the bridge... Girls so incredibly loving and engaging towards my children. Um, they're leading as, as an example, so that's encouragement to several of our teams and leaders, they uh, their delight. Uh, Ketty Debink is incredibly communi- uh, communicative in her appreciation for all of her K-Ville team members. And so um, Brittany Cox's team got a lot of love and hospitality and coffee and all those things. Uh, Matt and Scott both got some love in terms of, hey, just checking in and being encouraging. Uh, the Han Hours, likewise, and, and their community group for the way that they've walked alongside people. And so there's just a ton of love, and gosh, it is uh, a joy to sort through this Google form and figure out who said what. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah, uh, funny enough, we're recording this on the day that... Uh, I think we asked folks to fill that out on so you won't actually it's November 1st fill it out right now so fill out even though this isn't live uh, <laughs> it's come out next week sometime so but if you haven't yet yeah, and you need to this you're is late. just a reminder yeah you're late shame on you um, uh, last bit is just kind of like any other thoughts uh, the opportunity to be human or share other things that are on your mind that you just would like to share with the church uh, while you have their ear for a moment anything particular this year, next year? Sabbaticals
2: going? are over. Yeah. We appreciate all who served so faithfully and extended Huge. themselves in ways over the last two years, two summers, largely. Well, Scott and I took sabbaticals last oh, summer sure. in 2022, and Graham got a sabbatical this year. We are healthy, um, we're thankful, and we are grateful because we know that it's largely you all that supported things while we were gone. And so tons of thanks there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, overall, I'm grateful to be able to do what we do.
0: That's a great point. Yeah, thanks for uh, me personally and my family. What a gift! Um, and in fact, somebody uh, said in the the membership renewal, it's great to be a part of a church where uh, essentially they were saying where I could leave and things were just great, which made me want to leave again. So that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> there we go.
1: Not so fast.
0: I am out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, just
1: even pastor appreciation was October, and so that wrapped up and. Just notes and emails and gifts and all those things. Like, Just thanks for all that stuff. You guys certainly don't have to do that, Um, but it means the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, it's uh, not just words when we say it's a joy to pastor the village and legitimately could not imagine not just even pastoring, being a part of another church uh, at this point in my life. And so um, I'm grateful for uh, a church where we do get to... We get to be human. We get to be people um, and sheep uh, among you all first. And um, and it's a joy to, to do our best and try to shepherd as Jesus shepherds us. And so, um, yeah, just thanks for all the sweetness, notes, all that stuff uh, throughout the last month. And it is just a it's a gift. You guys are. So uh, any other thoughts at all about the year, next year, anything else? Someone in your brains? Yeah. Cool. Good all right. Very good. Well, uh, thanks for listening to this. Uh, if you made it this far... Um, yeah, we are. We have on the calendar like an in-person day. No, I think that we, we, don't. we do. I'm pretty, <laughs> well, it's probably on the calendar. It's something I've probably written down about thirty no. times. And I don't remember. Uh, all that to Stay say, tuned. we will make uh, and it will be announced um, a public space for you guys to come and ask us questions or respond live and in person to what we're sharing here uh, on the internet. And so. We'll set a date and time, and once again, if you can't make it to that particular place to show up uh, and chat with us face to face, you are welcome to hit us up, send us a text or email or whatever. Uh, We'd we'll love to find time just to address whatever questions and concerns you got. Um, and we're open book, so uh, thanks for making your way through this. I hope it was helpful, and we'll do this again. I don't know next year. <laughs> See ya. See ya.